Thank you so much. It's good to see you spraying ahead, right? We had a few that didn't. <laughs> but we're, we're happy for everyone who is here, and we celebrate you. And uh, wow, yeah, my wife was not feeling well today, so she missed out on that special uh, little honor. But I'll, I'll let her know that uh, it was magnanimous and wonderful. I mean, you know, we need revelation in this life. We need revelation from God. I, you know, some people are a little slow in getting the revelation. One guy said, I stay up late every night and realize it's a bad idea every morning. Uh, another person said, I finally discovered what's wrong with my brain. On the left side, there's nothing right, and on the right side, there's nothing left. I, we need revelation, but we, our brain has to work, right? It's got to function. Everyone said, amen. This person said, some days you eat salads and go to the gym, and some days you eat cupcakes and refuse to put pants on. I'm hoping the person stayed home that didn't put the pants on, but some people call that being balanced. I, I don't know if I call it that, but the last one that I have, <laughs> the last one I will torment you with is a police officer called the chief on his radio. He said, I, Chief, I have an interesting case here. An elderly woman shot her husband for stepping on the floor she had just mopped. Chief responded, have you arrested the woman? The officer said, no, the, the floor's still wet. <laughs> Just don't go stepping on people's floors after they mop, folks. This is something we need to learn. Do you ever get stuck kind of like in prayer? Like, I don't really know for sure how to pray in this situation, whatever it may be. And I, I'm hoping this, this is going to be a help to you because this is on, on prayer. And the title of the message today is Pray Like This. And uh, we're going to start with Matthew 6 and 9. This is called the Lord's Prayer. How many of you memorized at some time in your life, and I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to quote it, but how many of you memorized the Lord's Prayer at some point in your life? How many of you memorized it and forgot it? Okay. It starts like this, our Father who art in heaven, right? Jesus said, in this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I want you to notice something, that it starts out with our Father, not my Father. Why? Because God wants us to understand that we're living in community that we're part of the body of Christ, that, that the church is many members, but one body. And it's important that we understand this community. Some time ago, my, my six-year-old granddaughter, I think she was five at the time, but she said to me, she said, Papa, I wish I was an only child. <laughs> She's got a three-year-old brother that loves to get in her stuff and mess things up, and he's just fun and but she's really good to him. 
And anytime you give her a piece of candy, what she'll say, and, and she does this every time, she says, can I get one for my little brother too? So she's always thinking of him, but there are times that she just wants to be an only child because she's tired of messing with him because sometimes he can be a bother. Kind of reminds me of Bob and, and Phyllis. They decided that they didn't want to have children. And that night, the kids took it pretty rough after they shared that right after the meal. But in contrast to that, I mean, oh, that's kind of crude. But in contrast to that, our confidence in prayer and our security and the love that's coming from the Heavenly Father, we can know that we are highly favored and we're greatly loved and that uh, our Father accepts us as we're in Christ and he he, he rejoices over us, and it's such a great joy to be able to come into his presence because he loves us unconditionally, and we're the beloved ones. We're, we're the church of the, of the firstborn, sons and daughters of God. I mean, we're, we've got it really good, folks. You realize that. We have a Father who loves us. And I don't know whether you experience this, but after... We had our first child, and, and the love that I felt for, for Benjamin, I thought, I don't know if I can love another one like I love this one. How many of you ever felt that? If you thought that went through your mind, is I don't know if I can love the other ones as much as, and then the next one comes along, and you realize that your heart just expanded, right? I hope it did. <laughs> Sorry for that second one. But the love, is it comes, it's there. And, and I want you to understand how much the Heavenly Father loves you today, just right where you're at. Even if you had a bad week, a bad month, a bad year, He still loves you. In Psalm 139, Verses 17 and 18, it says, Every single moment you are thinking of me. David said this. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought, O God. Your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on the shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. Wow. So this is what I have to say about God the Father and I can say this, and you can say this, but I'm the center of his attention. And I'm the subject of his concern, and, and I'm the recipient of his glory, and I'm the focus of his planning, and I'm the object of his love. You get a revelation of how much he loves you, how important you are, how much he's thinking about you, how much he cares about every part of your life. Our Father, who art in heaven. I remember years ago, Larry Lee, you know, the Lord said, go to the Lord's Prayer. And he, he did, and he prayed it through quickly. And the Lord said, now slow down. Our Father, who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first thing that we're going to do when we come to prayer, and we should, probably should do this each time, is we're come to worship. That's where it all begins. It begins in worship. If you come to God just with your grocery list you know, of requests, say, okay, here, here they are. 
I've got them numbered, too, and of importance as well, God. And just go ahead. Are you ready, God? You got this? No, it begins with coming into his presence and the awesomeness of who he is, Father, who's in heaven. That's where he is. That's what he rules over. And so when we say hallowed be your name, it's holy, set apart. And what we're really doing is we're adoring and worshiping him and his name and his names. Because his names reveal his character. His names actually reveal covenants as well that he has with us and and how he feels about us. And so it's a delight to speak of his beauty and the majesty that he possesses. And and these are some of the names. These are seven of the redemptive names. But Jehovah Jireh, they would say Yuri. But we we pronounce it Jehovah Jireh because that sounds good to us. And it means this. It means Jehovah will provide. The Lord who sees and provides. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. The Lord that heals and restores my soul. Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord my righteousness. How many of you are thankful that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? He's your righteousness. He's our righteousness. Jehovah Nisi means Jehovah my banner. The Lord is my canopy. He's my covering. Jehovah Shalom. You know what shalom means? It means nothing missing, nothing broken. Shalom, the peace. He's our peace. We can have peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. Jehovah Shema means the Lord is there. The Lord is present. The Lord is with me. And then Jehovah Raha, the Lord, my shepherd. If you want to take a picture of it, you can, you can oh, I thought they were stacked up. Anyway, you can take a picture. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sitkanu, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Shema, and Jehovah Raha. And then in, in, in the, the Passion Translation says, pray like this. Our Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. I like that. But you know what? If we go from worship, we go right into intercession. It's interesting. Then we're ready to intercede because we have magnified his name. We've come into his presence. His presence is filling us. In Matthew 6, 10, it says, Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can I just tell you that that part about your kingdom come, in the original language, it's emphatic. It's like this. It goes, come, your kingdom. Be done your will. Why? Because God's saying you've got authority in this realm, and you speak, come, kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And the, the, the Passion Translation says, manifest your kingdom. I love that. Do you know what the word kingdom means? It means the king's domain. So we're talking about the king's domain. It implies authority, his lordship, and the benefits. 
of his world to all who come under that covering, who surrender to his rule, the realm of God's dominion, the realm of all sufficiency. It's the realm of the kingdom. And it was evidenced by forgiveness and deliverance and healings and miracles. Folks, he is still the God of miracles today. He's still Jehovah Rapha. He's still the Lord who heals and and, and heals the brokenhearted as well. You see, his dominion is realized when what happens here is what's in heaven. He said, "I I want heaven to come to earth. I want the principles and the power and the joy and the peace of heaven to be on this earth where you are. You've heard this scripture before. It's it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. But the glory of kings is to search out a matter. In other words, discoveries are made by those that are desperate and are hungry many times. Hungry to know, desperate to have what God has for us. Bill Johnson said this. He said, the God who put the gold in the rocks brought his kingdom, but left it unseen. So where's it at? Where's the kingdom at? You can't see it, but the Bible tells us in Colossians, informs us that God hid our abundant life in Christ, who is at the right hand of the Father, and the only way that we can get that divine life is through withdrawals with faith. Our faith is what causes us and enables us to receive the benefits of what's in Christ, the kingdom. You're like, man, it's really weird. you got a kingdom, but you can't see the kingdom. He says this is the kingdom of God. But what what you are going to see is you're going to see manifestations of his power and his authority in healings and, and people being touched and ministered to, people being changed. I mean, you know, we're, we're in the process of being changed. As we behold him, we're being changed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we say to the king, reign over me and all that's around me, and we have corporate intercession. There's something about praying together that God reveals himself in a special way when we pray together. Amen? When we pray together. Now, it's not, it's not easy to get a lot of people praying together. It's similar to probably parting the Red Sea, the miracle, right? To get a lot of people to come pray. Why? Because we can't see results right away. It's like exercise. We don't see results right away. So some people stop exercising because they don't see results right away. Some people don't pray because they don't see the results right away. But it's kingdom stuff. So we go from intercession, interceding, come your kingdom, be done your will, God, for the nations, for our city, for our families. Then we go to personal petitions. Give us this day our daily what? Substance. The things that we need in life, we God encourages us, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone that asks, receives. And everyone that seeks, finds. And, and everyone that knocks on the door, it shall be 
as open. But that word ask, it's in a, a, a tense that means asking, keep on asking. Be persistent. Be even a little bit annoying at times. <laughs> right? You know that person that just keeps coming back again and again? Hey, I, I really would like you to find you. Oh, fine, fine, fine. But see, God loves the fact because persistence says you believe. But God wants to give so much to us. He wants to bless so much. These personal petitions. Mark Batterson, who's a, a fine author, a pastor, his, he has a friend named Wayne and Diane, and they were expecting their first child. So they started praying for the baby. How many of you played, prayed for your babies while they were still in the womb? Okay. There was two of you. That was awesome. See, they just believed that that was the calling of a parent to even begin praying for them while they're still. So, so Wayne would put his hand on Diane's stomach, and he would just pray the promises of God over this child. And, and they did this night after night. And they came across a book that said, you know, it'd be really good if you start praying for your child's mate early on, their, their future spouse. So they thought, well, let's do that too. So they, they start praying for the, the future spouse. And, and uh, then they thought, you know, we need to pray that God give us names for our child. As they were praying this, and they, they wanted to wait until after the baby was born to decide the gender. But they were asking, Lord, show us the, the baby's name. And, and it came in October, Jessica. Jessica, that's the name. But in December, they got Timothy, another name. And they couldn't figure out why God gave them two names. And so they waited, and of course, it was either a boy or a girl, right? <laughs> and on October, in October of 1983, uh, they, got, they got Timothy. And uh, so they, but they still continued to pray for this other name. Kept praying and, and uh, 22 years and two weeks later, accumulated prayers came to a head at May 19, 2006, the day that Timothy's bride walked the aisle. Her name was Jessica. But Here's the rest of the story. The future daughter-in-law was born on October 8, 1983, the same month that God gave the name Jessica. And although she was 1,000 miles away, they continued to pray for her for 22 years. And uh, the interesting thing is um, Timothy could date other girls that weren't named Jessica. Because... Wayne and Diane didn't even tell Timothy that God had given them the name of his future spouse even before he was born until after Timothy and Jessica were engaged. Yeah. Ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be. I know that there was a, a, a Tina and a Sheila that were very disappointed that they weren't a Jessica, but... 
We go from personal petition to forgiveness. Isn't that amazing? We're asking for our needs to be met, our personal needs, and then forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Some people say forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. At one time, there were two churches that decided that they would merge. There were two small, struggling churches, and it made sense for them to merge together. Their doctrines were very similar. The one difference was one said debts and the other said trespasses when they did the Lord's Prayer. And so they were too petty to pull it off. They split it apart, and the newspaper carried the article. One church went back to its debts, the other to its trespasses. It was just that petty. Forgiveness. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. See, the, the, the area of forgiveness is so much better after the cross. See, Jesus is teaching still before the cross, and Jesus came, born of a woman. Galatians 4.4 4 says, born of a woman, born under the law. So Jesus is ministering to people under the law. And he basically, he then later talks about, if you don't forgive, you're not forgiven. And so forgiveness was something we were tr trying to get before the cross. And that changed after the cross. And, and so Ephesians 4.32 gives us a new, the New Testament perspective. The New Testament perspective is this. It's Ephesians 4.32. It says, and be kind to one another. Did you hear that, folks? It says, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. You realize that you'll need forgiveness too sometime. Even as God, listen to this, even as God in Christ forgave you. Past, present, future. He forgave you. You're not trying to get forgiveness any longer. You're thanking God. You still can repent of sin. You can still talk to God about wrongdoing, but you can thank him that 1 John 1, 7 says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ continually cleanses us from all sin. I am so thankful that we're not still trying, oh God, will you forgive me this time? Will you forgive me? that we can have the confidence that we're forgiven. He made it good for all time. One sacrifice, good for all time. Good for all time. Somebody say, thank God. Release it and let it go. There's people that we can hold and, and say, I'll never forgive them, but you realize you're only impeding your own progress in life. You're destroying peace and joy that you could have. You've got to let it go. Let it go. Do not allow bitterness or rancor to come and bring confusion to your life and disrupt your faith. I don't believe you'll lose your salvation, but you'll sure have a miserable trip if you don't let go of, of those things. Let go. <laughs> let go. We go from forgiveness to deliverance. How many of you are thankful that God is a delivering God? Anybody here been delivered from something that you're so thankful you've been delivered from? And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Matthew 6, 13. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. 
You know, there's just some things. There's temptations. How many of you realize we have some real temptations in the day that we're living in? Big time. How many realize Satan is not your friend? He's your enemy. He'll do anything that he can to throw you off track, to derail you, to cause you to be condemned and, and to feel like you're really not in God's favor. Can I just say don't settle for power, don't settle for fame or fortune? Only thing will satisfy in this life and it really is it's having more of God, allowing God a place in our life. The dragon of lust is never satisfied. The more you feed it, the hungrier it gets. Pick any pleasure. It slowly loses its ability to satisfy in smaller doses, in the same dose and frequency. Got to have more. That's why, that's why sexual perversion has gone to new realms in our, in our society. Lust, desire out of control. You realize that lust is selfishness. It's consumed with getting what it wants, whereas love is consumed with giving what it has. Big difference between lust and love. The only way to have your deepest needs met, you know, the only way to have your deepest needs met is to meet the deepest needs of other people. This is really good. I was hoping you would get that. Satisfaction is actually found on the other side of sacrifice. There's a theory, and I believe it's correct, that you're selfish, and I'm selfish. We're all selfish. I mean, really, naturally, we're selfish. We, uh, we all suffer from that sickness of selfishness. <laughs> and one of the best antidotes is marriage. Right? How many of you were selfish when you got married? I mean, you don't have to raise your hand. Your partner might help you raise their hand. So you see, you can, you can be selfish and still be married. But you can't be selfish and happily married. Okay? Because it doesn't work. And... Uh, you know, marriage helps us overcome our selfishness, but it's not a cure-all. So God gives us children. Right? Children. And if one child doesn't do it, well, there's more, more diapers then to, to change. Do you know that the diapers spelled backward is repaid? <laughs> it is. It really is. It's repaid. So, what am I saying here this morning? You're all selfish. <laughs> That's the take-home message today. <laughs> we need Jesus, right? <laughs> we need God's compassion in our life. 
But one of the things, I, I think that one of the things that when you come and you intercede on, on behalf of other people, I'm, I'm telling you, you deal a death blow to selfishness. Now I'm getting somewhere. Now, come on, we gotta, we got to dig this well. There's, there's, there's something that happens. Do you want to know something else? You want to experience greater generosity? Try giving more. Oh, yeah. That'll test you right there. I think when people get baptized, they should leave their wallet with them, on them, because then that way their, their finances get baptized too as well. I don't mean that seriously. But to give, not just, not just money, but time of energy to other people. You know, a lot of people are getting this that are not even believers, and they're there's, there are celebrities now that say they have decided to start tithing. Not because they love God or believe in God or believe in the word, but because there's something therapeutic about giving. And so they want the results. They might not have the right motives, but they want the results. <clears throat> and I'd be happy to receive some of those tithes as well. Okay? Just saying... Basketball players, professional basketball players and football players, they make pretty good money. So what do we do in this deliverance thing? Ephesians 6, 17 through 18, this is in the Passion Translation. It says, embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. How many are thankful it says full deliverance? Not partial deliverance, not a little bit. Like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies and take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. Wow. There's something powerful. There's something so powerful about praying for other people, praying together. And you want, you want to know something even more powerful? It's fast and pray. And that, that really will get your attention because when I fast, I want it to count. I want it to count for something. Don't you feel that way? That's why it's fast and pray. It's not fast and watch television or go to movies. It's fast and pray. It's powerful for deliverance, for people being set free. And the last one is worship. What did we start with? We started with worship. And we went into intercession and, and then personal petition, and then we went forgiveness and deliverance and, and worship again. We finished with worship and thanksgiving, really. Because at the end of our prayer, you see that this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, they say it really was a model for the disciples but it was never meant to be just our Father who art in heaven, heaven be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will. And just, you know, going through this prayer that people say at the end of many church services. It's stopping and going. It's worship. It's intercession. It's petition. It's forgiveness. It's deliverance. And it's worship. Will you stand with me this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if this is one person or, or several people,
But I really felt there's some... I'm going to ask our prayer team, our altar team, to come up here and stand up here in front. But I did feel, I felt like there was, uh, there was a person here this morning, and I, that it's like you have again and again and again, it seems like you've hit this wall, hit the wall, hit the wall, and you're kind of tired of hitting a wall. I know that doesn't sound real profound, but I really felt like I was supposed to call that out this morning, that God has something for you this morning. And there's uh, others here this morning. I, I really believe that you're going like, I just, man, I just love to start, have a, a fresh start. And I just need God to do something in my life today. And folks, the kingdom of God has power. Prayer has power. There's deliverance. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power to to change the trajectory of your life. If it's not going the way that it should be going, you got to understand it's God's will for it to be transitioned into what he has for you. What he has for you. And so this morning, we're just going to we're going to take this opportunity. I want to encourage anybody, you just you need a touch from God, you need to be refreshed. You, just want, you want God to do something in your life that's fresh, that's new, that's alive, that's powerful. So I want you to come. I want you to come this morning. That's you. Say, you know what? I'm, I'm there. I need this. I need, I need God to do something for me tonight, to, this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just go ahead and, and uh, just begin to pray. Pray with these that are standing here. Mm. Just right where you're standing, wherever you're standing, if you still want to feel like you're supposed to come up, just come up front. But right where you're standing, you can just, you want God to do something new in your lives. Just say, Father, I receive what you have for me today. I receive what you have for me today. I receive what you have for me today, Lord. Hallelujah. The plans that he has for you are good plans. To give you a future, to give you hope, to give you strength, to to bless, to anoint, to deliver you from every chain in Jesus' name. Deliver you from every chain that would hold you down every chain that would take you out. And God, we just thank you for that right now. Thank you for that right now, Father. Thank you for your presence. Father, we thank you for fresh oil right now. Over this entire church family today, fresh oil, God. 
fresh anointing, illumination, revelation, and inspiration, God, today, 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 fresh oil. We give you praise for that right now. We give you thanks for that right now, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. God, we thank you this morning for your faithfulness. And we ask, God, that you will continue to stir our hearts throughout this day. Strengthen with might by your spirit and in our inner man. And, Lord, we thank you for fresh illumination of your word. And we thank you for your faithfulness, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome, awesome day.